millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Conversations with My Dog. I'm Mahani Jahangiri, and I'm the author, yoga instructor, and creator of Doga, yoga for you and your dog. And this podcast aims to bring dog lovers together to discuss the impact they have on our lives. Today's guest is Catherine Wooden. She is a pet columnist, writing the Star Paws column for the Daily Star, and an award-winning blogger for her Wild Paws blog, as well as a photographer, videographer, graduating with a 2-1 in film and television studies. She is on a mission to find the best in dog-friendly with the UK's first ever dog-friendly calendar that launched last year. Now, it is such an honor to welcome Catherine Woodings on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Hi Kathy. Can <laughs> I just say something? This introduction was really difficult because as I'm speaking, Robbie's playing with his new Swiss toy. It's a piece, <laughs> a piece of, it's, it's something, I don't even know what it is. It's a mashed up um, animal thingy, chewy <laughs> something from the butchers and he's actually having a personal relationship with it and distracting me completely can you hear it he's so yeah, loud in the <laughs> so he's oh he's so happy with this piece of uh thing whatever it is i think you can eat it i'm not 100 percent sure um but i bought it at the local butchers in switzerland so i want to say i'm in switzerland so that's my home country my hometown i just want to say hi from switzerland kathy and you're my first guest on uh, Zurich soil. <laughs> I settle on it. <laughs> you know, it's it's really funny. Um, I'm so glad, first of all, to to have you on the show because uh, I know you personally. We've met on several occasions. Mm-hmm. I know your brother, Andy, and I think it. I think it's quite important to tell the listeners how I came to you, how I met you or basically how I called you. Um, so it started with your brother, Andy, who came to my yoga class yeah. in um, Swiss Cottage. Uh, I can say that, Krikowood, it was years ago. And he came to my Ashtanga yoga class and um, he was 10 minutes late. Oh, and that he... surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> and he waltzed into this yoga studio with a bandana from the 80s I think, <laughs> I think it was a yellow sort of headscarf around his forehead strapped around like karate tiger karate kid something like that 
And he walked in really in slow motion. I was in the middle of counting. And usually I tell everybody off. But he came with an, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, like a slow, he, he sort of hovered. I don't know. He was so slow. And then he grabbed the yoga mat from the shelf and then he rolled it out really slowly. And in a way, he was almost in sync with the yoga class. And then he just began doing his own thing. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'm just going to leave this guy on his own because he, he kind of was right at the back. And I'm going to leave him because obviously he must be in his own world. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> it. <again. laughs> And what was funny is he came up to my class afterwards going, he sweated like buckets. There were buckets of sweat. Just He, he sweat so much, but he did so little. <laughs> <laughs> and he came up to me and he said, that was amazing. That was amazing. I'll be back. And I just thought, and then he came back. And still he came 15 minutes late, did the same routine. Did his own thing. Didn't listen. Did his own thing. Sweated buckets and thanked me at the end. <laughs> and I thought this guy is so unique. And then we started talking. Uh, and he said he was a filmmaker. And he said, "Oh, my sister. My sister is into filmmaking. And guess what? She has a pet business, or she's involved with dogs and photography or filmmaking." Now, at that time, we're talking about about five years ago four yeah, years ago must be yeah so what where were you at at that time Catherine um so it actually all started yeah I think we actually launched our business in 2015 so yeah uh, it was about five years ago that we started everything um so originally to go back to the beginning I did some work experience for the Daily Star um, on Big Brother. Oh, wow. And this was back when I was at school, so a long while ago. <laughs> um, and they liked me so much there that they asked me to do a summer job there. So um, that's kind of how I got into the contacts with the Daily Star. So I've I've always kind of had that contact with them. But mm. in terms of the pet world, um, I joined it after um, the Big Brother team the production team changed hands so I, I no longer worked for um the daily star doing the big brother stuff so um my partner and I we were like kind of deciding what we wanted to do and um while I'd been working at big brother I'd um been documenting Wilbur who's our dog he was about two or three then um mm. he's now eight um just like Robbie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, getting on a senior, bit. But still, still acts like a puppy. I don't know if Robbie does, but Wilbur does, <laughs> certainly. I don't know. Robbie. Robbie's just being very difficult, like me. No, senior, <laughs> senior citizen, senior citizen, I say. Oh, bless him. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so, um, so I was kind of, I seen, um, what's his name? Carl Lagerfeld was, uh, he had an Instagram for his cat and I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. I'm going to do that. And I got, I made one up for Wilbur and um, I absolutely loved taking pictures of him. We used to um, take photos of him in Santa hats and things like that and put them on our Christmas cards and give them to family and everyone loved them. And um, we even did it with our hamster and guinea pigs and rabbits and everything as well. <laughs> Um, and so when when we came to looking at what we wanted to do from there after Big Brother, um, we thought about 
taking pictures of the dogs and um oh this was before our other dog paisley so um there wasn't really anyone in the market doing christmas cards or birthday cards with um hat party hats and santa hats genuinely on the dog it was always photoshopped on and there was this this kind of area that we wanted to explore so we went to the prince's trust um which is a wonderful charity for young people looking into getting into business and um we pitched to the prince's trust and they loved the idea and we got the money for it so we set up our little shop uh selling greeting cards online um we did some craft stalls as well and um dog markets and they went down really well we also sold some other pet products as well which I think you've seen I think we gave you one of the jute bags didn't we you did exactly can I just ask you about the princess trust I was always very keen is do you have to be a certain age uh, as an entrepreneur yeah yeah I think you have to be under a certain age I think it's um 30 I'm not I don't quote me on that but it's it's young for young people getting into business or and not just necessarily setting up your own business, but other things like apprenticeships and things, I think. And, well. and were you one of the first sort of pet businesses that the Princess Trust supported? Um, I'm not sure about that, to be honest. I think it was, I think pet businesses have kind of taken off in the last few years, really, really taken off. You see so many more products out there now for dogs and cats and small animals even. Um, I don't think they had that many pet business if if any I'm not I, w- I don't want to say I'm the first because <laughs> but why not why not because you 2015 that's quite a while back before it really boomed the whole thing you know that's incredible so you started out in 2015 with like you said you had a, a whole range of products um not just food but just about everything I remember yeah yeah, we we sold a lot of um, things, everything all high quality, natural. We we wanted to make sure that we had those ethics. That's that's what we care about. Natural, healthy products that, you know, nothing like rawhide or anything like that. That's bad for dogs. And how did you know about these kind of things? How did you have a feel for the business? Did you, you know, did you have a vision that this was going to boom? No, not really. Um I just really enjoyed, we, we went on holiday with Wilbur, I think, I'm trying to remember what year it was, it must have been when it was about two or three, we went on holiday to Oxford with him um, and it was our first dog friendly holiday and I just absolutely loved it, I loved taking pictures of him, sharing our experience, writing about it, so it was just something I enjoyed doing, I did it to begin with just at, just as a hobby really nothing nothing more than that and then just decided to to make it into a business when we were kind of down on our luck trying to decide what we wanted to do with our life and you had a big change don't you so you started with your pet business online but then your talent for writing blogging really bloomed happened sudden was it a sudden thing in 2000 and always talk about 2018 19 um I started the column last year April 2019 so it's kind of a bit long-winded how it happened but um so what we did is we launched a dog-friendly calendar which was an idea I'd been baking in the back of my head for a long while because as I said I love to go into dog-friendly places so I remember you talking about this with Nat yeah it was it 
it was it was a dream of mine and and I absolutely loved doing it it was just going around 12 different places in the UK um, visiting a hotel a restaurant and an attraction there and then we'd do one month dog friendly Cotswolds one month dog friendly Scotland you know things like that and it and it, it was so much fun and it led me onto the column so it you know it it was worthwhile doing and we had some great feedback from it as well obviously now it's not feasible for me with everything else I'm doing but um the actual what happened from there one of the reasons we stopped doing it as well was um back a few years ago we and this is actually snowballed into how the column happened really um because back a couple of years ago we actually got burgled back up when we were up and living in Nottingham and um, we decided we didn't want to live in that house anymore because we didn't feel safe so we had a couple of options find somewhere else to live there move back down to Kent and live with my family for a bit or live with my partner's family and we decided that we'd We'd been wanting to move back down to Kent, where where I was born and raised, um, for a long while, and we decided now that, that was a perfect time to do it. So we lived with my mum and dad for a year and a half while we looked to find a house, and um, we couldn't really run the shop while we were there because obviously there wasn't much space for it. With uh, you know, we were all already invading their house with two dogs, two people, and two. We had two rabbits then as well. So no way, no yeah. way. I think we had. Oh no, we had a goldfish then as well. Yeah. So yeah. It was so a did you house. just enter through the door with a pot of goldfish, two rabbits, two dogs, and a and a truckload of issues in your and a yeah. truckload of relationship problems in your backpack? You yeah. Know? No, I'm just. I'm just saying. I mean, your parents must have gone. Oh my god. Oh yeah, then my parents are not really pet people. I mean, they love the dogs to bits, but they're not pet people. So, yeah, it it wasn't a, the best of times for them. But I I think I got moaned out quite a lot about dog fur everywhere. But yeah. what can you do? So yeah, so that's what happened. And um, in that meantime, we we thought we'd save money and buy a house. So. Um, to do that Nat had to get a full-time job because before that point he'd been working on Wild Paws and the blog and everything with me full-time so he looked for a job and he's he's now uh working as brewery manager which he Ooh. absolutely loves yeah Ooh, so he, lovely he's uh gets a beer allowance and everything so he's happy <laughs> well that's what I mean Ooh, lovely yeah <laughs> I'm just seeing a I'm just seeing a pint of beer from front of me uh that's yeah. just amazing yeah uh, that- so he's doing really well on his own doing that and um I've I decided to focus on the blog and yeah. do more reviews and things like that and in that it meanwhile um a new editor came to the daily star and he started a couple of years ago now um back when we were living at my mom and dad's and he is a massive animal lover he has a i think his dog's now nine years old a labrador called charlie he's a absolutely adorable he took over the daily star a couple of months ago to do a campaign with the blue cross actually which was adorable (laughs) Um, but yeah so he'd heard of my blog because of the contacts and then I won an award for a best pet pet friendly blog event 
of a was it sorry <laughs> i said it wrong there yeah, yeah yeah award for best dog friendly events blog Correct? yeah that was it I got yeah it. i got it i got it i got it and That's he'd it. he'd been meaning to uh bring in a pet columnist they've got a beer columnist and all those kind of things and he wanted a pet columnist and when he saw that I got an award he asked me to do it and literally on that day that he said yeah I want you to do it I had to write it and file it (laughs) um so that was a bit of a rush and a mad panic but then obviously the further and further it went along the easier it was and it's just taken off from there really we've um been doing spreads and features and I've everything i've seen it i've seen it i've seen you speaking to bill bailey is that yeah kind of where, what yeah happened there so you were having an interview there because i see you with saw the picture with you and your headphones on and speaking to bill bailey <laughs> yeah how was how was that that must be amazing. yeah that that was a real highlight of this year that's my first proper you know celebrity interview seeing him on strictly now and going yeah i've spoken to him it's quite exciting but um yeah so we did we teamed up with uh blue cross for a campaign it was called the star Paws campaign um and it was to raise funds for the blue cross charity and we were looking for 12 star Paws readers to feature their dogs uh, for the calendar and all the money raised by the calendar all profits went to the blue cross and um bill bailey bill bailey agreed to to back it so i did an interview with him about it so that was great he's an incredible human being he has seven barley dogs <laughs> and i met two of the barley dogs when i was shooting oh did you um, oh yeah you did peace with bill bailey yeah oh um, i remember that was it walks, walks with my dog? With my d- yeah. yeah. And we were that. lying in the gr- we were lying in the grass in Richmond Park and I'm lying next to Bill Bailey. He he's kind of out of breath because he's done the panting dog position. <laughs> and the dogs were like they had enough. Robbie went for a wee. And I'm lying with Bill Bailey lying next to him. Nothing nothing intimate here by the way, just for the <laughs> listeners. No. Uh, there was a moment where I said to Bill I said, "How can we stop all the pain and suffering with dogs and it was about oh sorry that's the next door dog my neighbor <laughs> Robbie's just being protective um how because I was doing this dog meat uh trade um campaign you know yeah. against not against China but just to, to end all the dog meat in Asia and all this and he's got rescue dogs from not from the dog meat but from Bali and they were close to slaughter you know I said, yeah. how, how do you stop it? And and he, he sat there and he really was like thinking about everything. Like, and he said, it's education, education, education. And he said, he said, he's done a lot. And he says, and it, sometimes it's a lost cause, like all that suffering for animals. And he just, I mean, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I just felt that was somebody who was really engaged and sincere about everything. Mm. There was no star quality. There was what he you know he does think about things and he does care about humans and animals and it's uh, just a very special kind very quiet person actually very yeah. introverted so i don't know if you had that experience when you were talking to him yeah he was so chilled out it was it was genuinely just like talking to a friend he was just so sweet and kind i mean he probably didn't realize it was my first celebrity interview but but he was just so nice and then my features editor who who i pitch all my spreads to and um work through for the spreads uh she said oh i'm so excited you're talking to him he's such a lovely person he's like one of the most chilled out people i've ever interviewed 
so friendly and she was she was just so excited for me because she's obviously interviewed a lot of people because she's been working at the staff for ages but um yeah and she was right he is <laughs> and 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 did bill bill enjoy speaking to you as a columnist uh, you know you you interview you know was there any feedback on on your work um he didn't really say much about it to be honest but um yeah, I I think he enjoyed talking about dogs quite a lot. Um, <laughs> my partner Nat actually uh, got me to ask the best question of all, which was, "Have you ever taken any of your pets on tour with you?" And the answer was, "Yes." Um, he took his dog Rocky on tour with him, who then came out and upstaged him, <laughs> which was brilliant. <laughs> It's incredible. Seven dogs, seven dogs. <laughs> we're sidetracking. I know we're sidetracking, but it's just so nice to talk about uh, uh, someone so talented who really does care about these dogs. It's not a publicity stunt. And I, yeah. just, I just think it's just a great experience. But I was going to say something uh, interesting. So I, I've met you and I've met Nat. And um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your relationship, if I don't, uh, if I can, if yeah, I may. Yeah, of course you can. I mean, you have such an interesting relationship, and I will get to the dogs as well. But first, I have to start from the the, the bottom, the the bottom upwards. You know, you and Nat, the way you work together, the way you work as a team, I've never seen a couple like it. I mean, was it difficult to not do the wild paws together? That he went off to the brewery, and suddenly you became independent, or did that help the relationship, or did it change? I mean. I just can't see you not doing things together. You are like one person. Oh, he does. He does still help me quite a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was difficult to begin with because a lot of um, things it, are a lot easier when he's around. He, we kind of separated on certain jobs. So I do. I was better at the writing and taking the photos, and he was better at editing and all that kind of side of things. So not having him there to edit was really difficult because I, I have a terrible mind and I, I have a mind like a sieve and I just forget it. And then I'm, then I'm having to message him at work going, how do you do this again? So yeah, that was quite difficult, but it, um, yeah, he still works behind the scenes. So he, for example, I'm doing a festive baking pullout for the Daily Star, um, which is coming out in a couple of weeks oh, and dog, doggy baking doggy baking yeah so oh, yeah, cool. the 12 it's called the 12 recipes of christmas or something <laughs> like that so yeah 12, 12 fun recipes to bake for your dog for christmas and um I, they want a front cover picture and uh so i nat was behind the scenes getting paisley to wait while i was taking pictures of her so <laughs> it's amazing the pictures yeah. are amazing you took pictures of us doing doga yeah. i think matt took pictures of us we met in primrose hill the day we met in primrose hill and tried to do a doga class in the midst of primrose hill with a thousand <laughs> dogs around <laughs> us and nat was uh, was he filming and taking pictures and they were amazing yeah. he captured the moment so well it was such a great video at the end it was so well edited yeah, he, he's a brilliant editor. My brother still moans about him not doing editing anymore. Yeah, that, I can imagine. And and going back, at, I don't even know what, I wanted to bring in your brother very quickly. So your brother is also working for the Daily Star, is that correct? Or is he uh, doing... No, he doesn't anymore. He did for, he, we, we didn't overlap. He was, he stopped working if, uh, 
he must have stopped working two years ago this Christmas. So yeah, he stopped in December 2018 and I started working in April 2019. And how does he feel about you being your own, col- I mean, Jesus Christ, pet columnist, uh, you know, how does he feel about that? Yeah, he, I mean, he still, he still wants me to get back into film because that's what we originally talked about doing when, when I was younger, but you know, this is, this is absolutely heaven for me. This is like, I know everyone says, oh, I love my job, but I really do love my job. Like it doesn't feel like a job to me. It's just something I like doing, writing, bit going around, trying out things with the dogs, you know, it's the best thing I could possibly do. So you almost veered from, from what you were supposed to be doing. I mean, you studied um, um, film. Uh, Yeah. So this is your thing and photography. So your brother, I, I just want to get a feel for your background. You know, your 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 childhood, your brother. Who's who was the more who was the leading man in the family? Who who started the whole television idea? I mean, both of you are creative. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really more, need to answer? Who I mean, I, I just want to know who. Okay, I'm going to say something horrible. Who's the more talented? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not going to say. Is, is there a sibling rivalry as well? Um, uh, no, it's success. I don't really have sibling rivalry with him. I like. I feel like we're two very different people. He's quite flamboyant and confident. And I'm quite shy and quiet. So we're quite different in a lot of respects. Um, I mean, yeah, he obviously he's the older brother, so he uh, he was into film more, and I kind of we we were very close growing up, so. I kind of riffed off him and uh, picked up a lot of interest from him. So he was he was always wanting to be an actor um, ever since uh, he was a kid. And I ever since want- he walked in with that bandana in my yoga yeah. class, Karate Kid, I, it was like a character. I think he wore the clothes that he thought he was supposed to wear for a yoga yeah. class. I think it yeah. was a character that walked into the class. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to interrupt. But really, I said, where did he get the outfit from? Yeah, go on. Sorry, just his wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, so he always wanted to be an actor and I always wanted to be a director. So he always wanted to be in front of the camera and always wanted to be behind it. So um, I think that says a lot about our different personalities. But um, as a kid, actually, I I wanted to be a vet. And then I realised that involved animals dying and realised there's no way I could deal with that. So then I moved on to wanting to be an archaeologist. And then I realized I'm not very good at history. <laughs> so, but Don't know much about history. Yeah, my, funny enough, that's what my dad, my dad says that song's about me. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should take that as an insult. <laughs> no, you do know a lot. You know a lot about the pet world. You must know so much. I'm sure you had a few, you have a few tales to tell about the pet world and the businesses you must have encountered so many of them yeah (laughs) I won't I won't go into details yeah Yeah, but you know there's a lot of you can tell the businesses that care about animals and the ones that don't and I always make an effort to showcase the ones that do so yeah yeah. absolutely absolutely um I mean, there's so many questions I want to ask, and I want to get to the dogs, but I do have a, I have a burning question. What do you think about dog influencers? 
because I have my opinion, but <laughs> I'll, I'll share it with you, Kev. Uh, what's your take on these big dog? In- do, you, do you have to work with them? Do you, do, you, do you have to negotiate a fee and things like, you know? No, I haven't worked with any dog influencers. Um, I, don't, I don't have any problem with them. I, f- I feel like I know some who, they don't have, you know, millions of followers, but they have, you know, they're in the 30K or something. And um, some of them are great because they showcase products that you didn't know about. They some of them write blogs that are informative and helpful and then you've got other ones who kind of just I actually to be honest ones that I really like which is ridiculous but um have you seen those ASMR dog ones where you they're just eating carrots or something in front of a microphone I absolutely love those ones <laughs> and that, that thing's so mental <laughs> I just love the, I just love the sound of dogs crunching on biscuits or Oh, you know, stimulating, um, what is it, people squishing things and you listen, but they're doing it now with the pets and and just into crunching sounds. Well, a bit like my podcast, Robbie in the background crunching. Yeah, that's what I was thinking earlier when he was doing it. I was like, oh, Oh. I like that noise. (laughs) Wow, this is a really interesting. Yeah, there's one in particular. I can't remember what the, um, what the account is but they do it quite regularly and um yeah I Nat thinks I'm mental because he he loves the human one you know the ASMR where they're like making sandwiches which I don't get at all but yeah give me a give me a dog crunching a biscuit I'll enjoy that (laughs) wait a second a dog making sandwiches no, 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 those are the human ones. Oh, right, okay. Oh, oh, I, I'm not... See, everything's about the pets. Everything's about <laughs> dogs. But no, I, I, I think what I noticed, I mean, we know each other a while back. You know I'm a doga teacher and doga is a big thing for me and I actually take it quite serious. What I do, yoga for you and your dog, is, a, is, a, is real for me. You know, it's not a thing. It's not an Instagram thing. Uh, highlighting how you know do you understand what I mean and uh, when I was working a couple of times with influencers or met influencers by chance and things uh, I found it sad in a way because they would come they've been invited to an event uh, by the company that was hosting the doga event and some of them just really came with their dog because they knew they were going to get a freebie <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of champagne at the end and I don't know doggy biscuits and treats and things but I felt like they weren't in it for the, for themselves what what I mean is the doga it really is yoga for you and you, and your dog and explained it you know for you and your dog and your relationship and sometimes I felt they came in and they couldn't give two f's about the class or whether their dog even enjoyed the class and instead they had their Instagram a person next to them they're film you know a bit like Nat you know um someone with a camera holding up the camera and taking poses during the class and I was saying to them guys I'm sorry can you please put your phone down during the session like can we actually do this yoga class like genuinely do this because this has a lot of benefits for you and your dog and then you can talk about it later on but they just wouldn't get it they just were obsessed in taking pictures of their dog sometimes I just thought you know 
a kind of animal cruelty to it. Do you know what I mean? Like you are using your dog as a frontline thing to hide behind something. You're not doing yeah. this genuinely for the dog together. You know, I get, it's I get like what a, you mean. Yeah, like a um, momager. You know, like Kim, Kim Kardashian's the the momager behind. You know, it's like how far can you push something? Yeah, this I, is what I always say to to Nat and to other people. You know, it's got to be about what your dog's happy with. It's got to be fun and enjoyable for the dog. There's no point going to an event like yours or anything else if the dog's not going to enjoy it. I always make sure that wherever I take the dogs that they make the most of it. I'm not going to spend an hour going to a class and take photos the whole time. I want to enjoy it for what it is and write about it for what it is. And I'll take one photo, use that and then enjoy it. And there are lots of influencers who do do that, who, 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 um, you know, will, will make sure they absolutely adore their dogs, but then you're right. There are lots of people who are just using them as an accessory, and um, fortunately, I don't follow any of them, so I haven't yeah. seen that. I also wonder, uh, often with the influencers, you don't see their faces ever. And I, yeah. it, it's disturbing. It's disturbing because I always say, is this person hiding behind the dog? You know, and what is going on for them that their dog has become bigger than themselves? You know, I just, why can't they just post somewhere, you know, one picture where they're just holding their dog and just, it's them, you know, it's just a normal relationship. It's, yeah, you know. And, I've, I've been making more of an effort to post up pictures of me with the dogs because I, I, realized, that. I realized that I barely did it. And uh, yeah, yeah. so I've been making more of an effort and um, people seem to like it. So Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you like me as much as the dogs do you. Absolutely. <laughs> Although absolutely. they seem to receive Nat even more, it's like because he's a man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that. Uh, uh, a, oh yeah, a, a very handsome man. <laughs> May I ask, are you married now, or are you? Are you, you are married, or you will no. get married? No. We, <laughs> we got engaged in September. Oh, congratulations! So we're getting married next September. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes, you sort of chose a really bad year to get, yeah <laughs> to get but um can I also so we're almost running out of time but I, I now just coming back to the dogs obviously Paisley yeah uh and Wilbur they are your babies yeah which one is your favorite <laughs> oh, I've always had this thing about favorites I I can't I can't say one is my favorite but I do have a very, very special bond with Paisley. Yes. Um, we, she just, she just, like Nat always says, she's, she's like a f- dog version of me. She's just, <laughs> she's not a compliment. Me. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, all right. She just, she just absolutely loves cuddles and attention. And um, she's so sweet. She, she's, You've met her. She's a bit nervous with people she doesn't know and yes. dogs she doesn't know. But she's once you get to know her and you're like in her circle, she's like the absolute sweetest dog you could ever meet. She's she's obsessed with balls though. Um, and oh, I, I didn't tell you this actually, but uh, Nat broke his toe kicking <laughs> kicking the ball for her. So no. <laughs> so yeah, he. Uh, and he still he still doesn't mind. He's still kicking the ball for her, even though he's got a broken toe. So, oh, no. <laughs> but he's all right. He, it's only a little toe, and he's, he's a recovery <laughs> <It's> toe. <only> <laughs> yeah. 
I thought we need all our toes to walk. Can he walk properly? Yeah, uh, he was limping to begin with, but he's fine now. It's just a bit bruised, but oh, um, yeah. yeah. But Wil- Wilbur is absolutely lovely. He's like mm. he's super friendly with everyone he meets, and uh, super friendly with other dogs. Every he loves everyone and everything. So they they both have their special points. And when I met you in the park, uh, <laughs> I well, you were a little nervous yeah. about letting them off the lead and what was that about exactly there was you told that to keep him on the lead keep him on the lead. <laughs> but what was all that about the um, um Wilby used to be absolutely awful off the lead he would he would literally you could get anything out we used to take around little pots of cooked chicken because that was literally the only treat he'd respond to when he was off the lead and he he gives me a heart attack half the time because he just he just he disappeared once um this is back when he was younger um we were on holiday oh no we went on holiday went for a day trip to norfolk and um with someone else with the dog and they were like let him off the lead it'll be fine i was like okay and then he saw some other dogs went running around the corner behind the beach huts I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs for him to come back and he wasn't coming back. It it felt like the longest five minutes ever and eventually he came back, but I genuinely thought we'd lost him then. Um, But now with age, he's a lot more responsive. So we let him off most places now. He's fine. Uh, Paisley would just walk by your feet. Half the time I don't realise she's there, like almost trip over her because she's so close to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice you know having that one dog who just stays there you know she's not going to go anywhere she's just right there total polar opposite to Wilbur and um when Paisley came into Wilbur's life how was Wilbur with Paisley um at first he was a little unsure of her he he's always absolutely loved dogs um, so we knew he'd be happy with another dog that we weren't worried about jealousy or anything like that um, but because she was so small he was like what what's this and and she was running around nipping his back legs and things and he, he was a bit scared of her but then she kept trying to snuggle him all the time as well and he kept jumping away from her but um, after a couple of days he was like oh she's all right actually and and now they're best friends they just they can't be without each other. They they get on so well. They get on like a house on fire, really. Is there a jealousy with Nat, you, the dogs? What's the dynamic? Is there a, di- a special dynamic flow in the family? Um, the Since uh, we moved into this house and I'm on my own the day working, I've noticed they are very protective of me from noises outside. So if... Uh, if Nat's here in the day, they're absolutely quiet as mouse as mouses as mice. <laughs> they're absolutely quiet as mice. But if uh, I'm on my own, they're watching the door all the time, checking to see if everything's okay. So I'm quite clearly the weak one. <laughs> and uh, um, in terms of jealousy, no, not they're not really jealous of each other. Um, they don't. They they're protective of me so if that's like play fighting with me or something like that they don't like that <laughs> they're they're quite protective but it's all right if I play fight with him they don't mind that it's okay for me to 
me to me to smack him, but not not the other way around. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I'm just no, yeah, 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 thing, no, but, yeah, but they, uh, yeah, th- no, they don't really get jealous of each other, so that's quite good because that can be quite a worry with two dogs sometimes. Yes, absolutely. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's Ben Bidwell here, otherwise known as The Naked Professor. I'm popping up to say the brand new series of The Naked Professor's podcast is now live. We're all about having deep and vulnerable discussions about what's really going on and how people are really feeling and dealing with the challenges in their lives. Each episode features a round table of incredible guests. You can expect to hear things like this. You know, the father I was a year ago is different to the father I am now. Past months have been more up and down than I've ever experienced. My stress levels have been elevated since the show came out. I've been working really hard to try and hold the good and the bad in my life at the moment. These conversations are more important now than ever before. So if you want to tune in, and subscribe to the Naked Professors podcast wherever you found this one. Yes, absolutely. You talked about anxiety uh, a little bit, and I just wanted to touch on that because I I suffer from anxiety disorder, and um, I was just wondering, um, do you think because you you have been quite anxious over the dogs and things you over the years? You've mentioned to me that that is a thing for you as well. Uh, that maybe do you think the dogs especially in this scenario now with the the house that you because you're anxious they're anxious and protecting you because you're oh, anxious definitely. do you think there is a relationship there yeah yeah that, a I, sort of projection dog, yeah dogs definitely pick up on your feelings your mood if you're happy if you're sad they know they pick, pick up on it and uh they definitely pick up on anxiety i think that is one of the reasons why Paisley's more anxious than Wilbur because um, I suffered quite bad with anxiety a few years ago and uh, that was around the time we got Paisley so I'm I have a loss of hearing in one ear and um, that makes me quite jumpy 
and whenever <laughs> whenever just someone appears around the corner that I'm not expecting they make me jump and then Paisley starts barking at them <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> oh god but um yeah they definitely pick up on it and um which could ne- not necessarily be a good thing in some respects in other respects it can be depending on how you are but um I notice they're a lot more chilled out when Nat's walking them than when I'm walking them so absolutely well how did the loss of hearing happen just all of a sudden you uh no I was born with it um right I I uh actually um I think it I think it's an odd shaped eardrum or something but it's just in one ear so I can hear out the other but it's Mm. not you know perfect so you must relate a lot to, to 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 dogs and specifically because specifically because with the dogs it's not the he- well it's the hearing but i think the nose is the most important thing and then what and the ears and the eyes are like third in line or something like that you know and touch so so smell and hearing are the two most important things yeah in, in dog i don't know i don't know i'm just putting a relationship there is maybe you can understand yeah, dogs better i don't know because yeah, of this this thing yeah their um their their smell is i've forgotten how much more sensitive it is than ours but it's it's way up there isn't it they can smell from miles away things i i know paisley can smell squirrels when she can't see them but mm. she knows they're there she's got that squirrel face on <laughs> Um, and yeah it's amazing their sense of smell um yeah I guess so I mean I kind of I kind of they are my ears because <laughs> they're so they're so they listen to everything I just use them as uh, my hearing and that's always going oh you know should you go and check get your ear checked out and and uh, I'm like well I don't need to I've got them too <laughs> you really do I, I I'm so um impressed about this thing I actually didn't know that you never mentioned it before and I'm I wish I had another hour to talk to you about exactly that because it's fascinating to see how our dogs can help us with the hearing yeah um, and how we rely on them and the relationship that it forms when your dogs actually become in a way a tool yeah to 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 get you through the day you know get you through through your your daily life um Catherine I would love to have you again on the show and we can make a part two and then a part three and part four five six <laughs> and then seven because I know we can talk forever uh, just very quickly uh, we we're going to move on to a doga exercise but I wanted to ask one more thing um very important how do you see your future with the daily star how do you what would you like to achieve um well it's come a long way in a short amount of time. I've gone from just writing a weekly column to doing regular spreads and uh, features and pull out. So um, I'm hoping that it's going to continue that way and more spreads, more pull outs. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, the, the uh, editor absolutely loves animals, as I said. So it's absolutely loads of fun working with him. I met him actually in... Um, because I work from home, so I I hadn't met him prior to this. Um, I met him in March, literally, I think it was the week before lockdown was announced. So I went up there and London was absolutely dead. It was mad. But um, we just we just chatted about dogs <laughs> for about half an hour. It was quite nice. Yeah, so, yeah. 
I love working for him. So hopefully that will continue. And what if another paper wants you? What are you going to do then? Oof, I do where my priorities lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm open to um, writing for other papers, but um, I'll always have a special place with the Daily Star. I'll, yeah. you know, because without them, I wouldn't be where I am now. Absolutely. And I think it's so important to honor that 100%. Yeah. You know, this is not about, this is about our dogs. Ambition is a second thing. But um, uh, this is basically what we probably wanted to cover today in a way, you know, um, does your ambition come first and then the dog? Or does the dog come first and then your ambition? You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. a, lot, it's, it's a lot when you start making money in the pet world from it, you know, it's a whole other chapter. But yeah, getting that balance, getting mm. that balance, isn't it? And yeah. in the word balance, we can find the word doga. So, Catherine, are you ready? <laughs> it's not ready. Do you have um, your dogs there? I will get them out now. Prepare for lots of noise. No, I want to hear the noise. I want to hear the noise. I want to hear the noise. <laughs> to end the podcast, it's time to take a moment aside with your dog for some guided doga. Robbie and I will guide you each step of the way. And this week's move is the paw to paw massage. It's an acupressure massage on dogs which soothes stress and anxiety in human and hound isn't that what we need Catherine so definitely sorry yes. I'm just being moved with kisses now good have some kisses and when the music starts I'm gonna start oh wait no that's brilliant let's get let's get the Robbie can you bark as well please that's paisley paisley <laughs> are you ready for doga oh here we go right so just sit down wherever you are right now in this present moment. If it's in a chair, it's a chair. If it's on the floor, it's on the floor. Wherever you are right now, just sit quietly. Now, you can even do this lying down, uh, depending on your dog. Uh, if your dog is close by, and if you can... <laughs> if you can, if you can, um, place your dog on your lap or if they're next to you, just start placing your hand on your dog. And we're just going to do a little bit of breathing first. So I did this last week. Place, if you have a chance, to place one palm on your heart and just between the breastbone, just on the breastbone. And deeply exhale with a sigh. And then maybe keep your mouth open and take a deep, sharp inhalation through open mouth. And then sigh. And again, inhale. And exhale. Wonderful, Kathy. Wonderful breathing. One more. Inhale. And exhale. And now as you're doing this, just feel your heart rate. You might find your heart is quite, you know, just 
eating quite fast or slow. Just continue a few more breaths. It's fun if they're growling. It's fine if they're interacting through your breathing. It's actually good when they are attracted to your breathing. So again, taking a deep breath, feel your heartbeat. And exhale. Are they licking your face right yeah. now? That's so normal. That's so normal. They love it. They love when the air comes out of the mouth. Let's do this one more time. <laughs> I love just relax the breath relax your shoulders one more time inhale <laughs> exhale good so the next step is to release the palms down and if you can just place both hands behind your dog's ears or one hand behind both ears. And now just breathe through your nose, long, deep breathing through the nostrils with closed lips. Inhale. Again, exhale, long, deep breaths. Exhale, and again, inhale. And exhale. And as you're breathing, just relax into your body and gently massage the backs of the ears of your dog with your thumb and index finger right into the backs of the ears to relax them using your breathing. Just be very conscious of the present moment. This is a moment to check in with your feelings. How much tension? How much maybe anxiety we're holding on to or excitement? It doesn't matter. Anxiety and excitement is exactly the same pulse for the dog. So the dog doesn't differentiate when we feel stress, anxiety or joy. It's the same thing. So just breathing, finding that rhythm, letting those feelings drop in the pit of the belly, trying not to hold into the shoulders, just allowing the shoulders to drop. And if we can still continue with the music, we're going into the second part. Deep breathing. Good, and now if you get a chance, I don't have much space here on the sofa, but I'm going to turn Robbie. I'm going to just grab Robbie's palm, one of his palms, or both palms. So you can multitask here and just breathe and start just kneading his paws. Just a little, you know, his finger, just very gently. And it's also the one that they like. So just be careful if they pull away. It might not be the right paw. It can be the hind paws, the back paws, or the front paws, whatever you think is good. And as you're breathing, you gently just circle the paw, the padding of the paw with your thumb around the garden, just circular motions. Imagine somebody would do this to you. It's actually really nice if you have a partner because they could rub your 
palms and you could rub the dog's paws at the same time. It's really quite a sensation, partner work. Just finding that. Good. So now you're just going to look for the biggest padding of your dog's paw, the big part, you know, the, the I call this the heart chakra. Um, they have their chakras there too. So with the thumb, just going to press on their padding. Just gently press in. Inhale the breath. Hold the breath. Press, press their paws. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale, release the breath and release the paw. And then again, inhale. Hold the breath and squeeze their paw, the padding. One, two, three, four, five, and release the paw. Exhale. And now you can move into some other paws and do the same thing again. Maybe spread the little paws and go into the little fingers, second paw, third padding. Slowly inhale. Hold and press one, two, three, four, five, and release the paw. Very nice. It's fine. It's fine. One more inhale, and now press the thumbs and the fingers into all their little paddings. Hold the breath. One, two, three, four, five, exhale, release, and now just circle, circle the paws, really go into those little paddings with your thumb, and just breathe through the nose, just massage, just massage with the thumbs, just start feeling that synchronization, And you can really find the right paw. You can even go all the way down to the bottom of their padding. It's, there's so many sensories there. It's the same as the human hand. And you'll find your way through the breath and through the massage. You'll find a sort of your own way of tuning in with yourself, your intuition, and your dog. And that tiny bit of massage, you can do it on each paw before you go to sleep. Through the breathing. And it really, I don't know if you can feel, but your heart rate settles. Can you feel that? It's just a settling. Ah. So let's take one big deep breath. And we're going to chant Om for Paisley. Take a deep breath. Inhale. And one more inhale, exhale. 
and release. How did that feel, Kathy? How was that? (laughs) It was great, apart from Paisley barking. (laughs) She, uh, she, uh, She was very interested and then she got distracted and decided to steal the shopping bag out of my handbag. <laughs> <laughs> and how is Wilbur? Did Wilbur get any palm massage? Yeah, he did. He was the better one <laughs> that time. Faze <laughs> was too hyperactive. <laughs> and and who was giving the massage? Was it Nat? No, it's me. <laughs> oh, you multitask. Yeah. <laughs> You're amazing. Well, Kathy, you know, I really, really hope to see you in one of our Doga classes again. We are going live again uh, oh, from the Whiskey's Grooming with Lena, who's uh, who we will hear uh, her interview as well. Uh, she's got a beautiful space with candles and everything. I mean, not oh, fake candles. We don't want to burn anybody's tail or anything like that. <laughs> but it's a proper little studio for six people with social distancing. So oh, that's nice. I really want to invite you to a class as well when when you can come to London and, um, and take it from there because I think you would really get a lot of benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember oh, last good. time. Yeah, I remember Kathy. Paisley absolutely loved it last time. It was we really did a short one, didn't we? But I remember Paisley was so chilled out and you got on really well with her as well. But what was amazing is you completely did what I say and you were so focused on me. And yeah. I thought that is step one with every owner is that the owner just needs to trust the instructor that it's going to yeah, be okay definitely. and just trust that it's a process. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're amazing, Kathy. I, 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 I can only say thank you for so much and your time and your space that you've given us. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, really I'm so it. happy. And I hope you will be part of our uh, conversations with my dog, Journey. And yeah, I just definitely. want to say thank you for always supporting Doga at all times. Thank you so much. And I I say a big farewell and a big namapa to Nat, Wilbur, and Paisley. I'm sorry, I clapped here. You probably did. Bye bye, Paisley. (laughs) Bye bye, Paisley. (laughs) Oh, thank you, namapa, Catherine Wooding. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people and dogs. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Namapaw. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.